St Kilda uh, was like Sydney's King's Cross. You could buy anything there, coke, pot, speed and smack. My sort of place. I booked into a hotel room, dumped my small bag of clothes and headed out to get my bearings. Almost straight away I spotted a junkie on the other side of the road. Like me, he was skinny, drawn in the face and fidgety with eyes that couldn't seem to settle. Seems as if he were on the lookout to sell or buy. I knew how he felt, just itching for a hit. Skin would start crawling like I was alive with bugs. Then the cold sweats and all downhill from there. So bad you thought you were going to die. Then the agonising leg cramps. Next, the sleepless nights and hallucinations. It was a vicious cycle because the only way out of such misery was another hit of smack and then the rush and the peace as all the symptoms faded away. I lived for that feeling. To me then, it was how I imagined heaven to be. I headed across to my fellow junkie and bought a fair whack of heroin. He was a seller. It lasted a week. Then, of course, the money was running low, and on top of that, I was feeling a bit flat from going so hard day and night. So... On the last of my heroin, I was sitting outside a kebab shop on the nod, as you do, when a voice penetrated my haze. Blue! Hey, Bluey! I thought I must be dreaming. So I took no notice until someone started shaking my shoulder. I scrambled to my feet, dukes up, though I wasn't capable of putting up much of a fight even if I had to. I was that stone. I would have been lucky to fight my way out of a paper bag. Though my stupor, recognition to dawn, black hair, olive skin, old Spiro, eh? Friggin' Spiro from Albion Street, the old truck driver. Yep, it's me, Blue, and I'm not driving those trucks anymore, mate, he said. And he chuckled at his own joke. Funny friggin' day go, I thought. I laughed along. Good to see you, you mad bastard. And it was. Spiro and me had never been mates. But just to see someone on you was fantastic. I reckon my joy must have been beaming right out of my face. How and when... Did you get here? I swept out my arms to indicate the streets of Melbourne with Black Wally and a couple of girls from Sydney. We knocked off a car, Blue, and drove down a few nights ago. It's around the corner. Come and have a look at it, Bluey. Yeah, all right, Spiro. We walked to the nearby laneway. Wally and the two chicks were sitting in the silver Ford laser. When Wally saw me, he grinned. 
it always remind me of Lionel Richie with his mop of hair and dark skin. He'd gone to my school. He'd been a bit of a mongrel too. So we bounded over that. His mum used to take me to the trots at Harold Park at Glebe every Friday night for years. It was great to see him again, the little black and white minstrel. The girls looked just like junkies, skinny and doped out in the back seats. Both of them had dark hair, the one was short and the other past her shoulders. I was introduced. Do you know Lindner and Deb Blue? Spiro said between puffs on his diary. They're from Lycard. They were both young and okay looking in their day. Nah, I said. And watched as my breath clouded the air in front of my face. It was fucking freezing. So much colder than Sydney even though it was midday and the sun was shining. What you doing down here, you ugly reject, Spiro said. His words instantly made me curl up on the inside and straighten up from looking in on the girls. Ah, just laying low for a while, mate, I said, as chirpy as I could manage. We went back together to their hotel in the city. It seemed like I'd found my tribe, at least for a while. The next day, we returned to St Kilda, grabbed my clothes while the girls went shopping on stolen credit cards. Turned out they'd nicked them from women's handbags in country towns on the drive down from Sydney. Spiro, Wally and I returned to the hotel to wait for the girls by 1pm. Only one of the girls, Linda, had returned. She was shaken. Deb had been picked up for using the stolen credit cards. Spiro rang the police station in town to find out where she was and what was happening, but they wanted to know who was calling, so he uh, quickly just hung up on them. Later that night, I was driving Spiro, Black Wally and Linda back to St Kilda to score some more heroin. And I saw a highway patrol or candy car, as they called them down there, in the rear vision mirror. Hey, Spiro said, we're being followed. I know I'm a good driver, mate, but the cops behind us have a 351 Ford and a tried up our ass. Uh, just relax there, Blue, said Spiro. Oh, come on, Spiro, I'm cool, mate. Jesus. But I'll have to do something soon. Okay, Blue, do what you have to do as he blew a couple of smoke rings. Okay, mate, so I did. I took my eyes off the rearview mirror and spotted a park ahead. I swerved up and over a gutter and then sped over the grass, dodging the trees with the police car in hot pursuit. Now he had the advantage because of our smaller car. But on the downside, I had no idea where we were or what was coming up. I simply pressed my foot flat on the boards, causing us to slip and slide ways down a grassy hill, up and over a hump, down another hill and between some trees and shrubs, down a flight of stairs between swings, 
narrowly missing the swing seats and side swiping a slippery dip, then more steps with the car rattling and us all rattling too, just like the Italian job. That was a car chase years ago in a movie called that. Ahead there was a gleam of water. As we neared under the light of the full moon, I could see that it was a river, a very large river, the Yarra, and it was close. I stood hard on the brakes and the car slid across the grass, rose over a small bank, stopping with its front wheel submerged in the water. We heaved open the doors, clambered out and ran. Me and Spiro stayed together, Black Wally and Linda went their own way. The coppers hadn't spotted us, but we could hear police cars circling the park. So the pair of us dived into a toilet block. After about five minutes sitting tight, we heard the cops stomping around. I stood on a toilet seat and peered through the gap between the toilet block and the roof. The cops were right there. I ducked and pulled Spiro lower. So there we were, Spiro and me huffing and puffing as we crouched down in the toilet cubicle trying to quieten. our breathing but we both knew it was only a matter of minutes before the coppers entered the block Spiro whispered we got to get out of here he nodded as one we exploded out of the toilets there they are was the voice in the space we ran across the dewy grass with the cops on our tail stop police we, of course, had no intentions of stopping. 